Hello, I hope that you are well. So today uh, I want to talk about um, beauty and how we perceive beauty, how we see our worth as a human being and as women um, and how much of that we are encouraged to base upon how we look. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am Rosanna Croft. I am the host of Design Your Legacy, which is a podcast and YouTube channel where I hope to inspire you to live your best life because anything you want, is in you can have it, it is possible. Anything is possible and we just, we do not understand how possible it is. Um, so, um, and I'm also the founder of Fine Jewelry Company, Rosanna Croft Jewelry, where we create pieces of fine jewelry that can be passed down throughout generations and carry your legacy. Um, so, legacy for me is something that's massively important. I believe that we all make a, uh, we all leave a legacy whether we realize it or not, and it's we choose the legacy that we leave. Um, which is the kind of basis for this YouTube channel and podcast design your legacy because you're in control and I've built the company of my dreams um, which is Rosanna Croft jewelry and you know that's going to be a massive part of my legacy and the jewelry that I create is a massive part of somebody else's legacy so legacy to me is huge and this last year I I wrote a part of my legacy that I re never realised I would have to write and that was overcoming cancer. Um, and my subject today is beauty because it's something that I realised throughout my cancer journey, like how much of my own value and self-worth I placed in how I looked. Um, I've recently, um, I had my hair cut today for the first time since, um, since I chopped it all off uh, and a massive step for me so throughout chemo I I was adamant I'm not going to lose my hair I'm not going to lose my hair and I like th thinking that the worst thing that could happen was losing my hair um, and because you know there's such a massive part of our identity and how we look um, and you know I've always bleached my hair blonde I've always believed I had to have long bleach blonde hair to be beautiful um, and I don't know where that's come from, where it's, I've just picked it up throughout, you know, I've been dyeing my hair since my teens, um, and uh, it actually started because I had greasy hair, so I would dye it to make it less greasy, and that was just hormonal, you know, um, and, and now, uh, you know, oh, well, here we are, and it just, my hair slowly died um, with bleaching it and anyway and here we are today uh, so I've just posted a reel on Instagram that actually I didn't realize how important it was to me until I thought oh let me kind of piece this together go from one year ago how I looked with long blonde hair I had long blonde extensions in I, went, I loved them and they looked amazing and I felt like a princess but um like I had pinned a lot of my beauty in that. And then when I took my extensions out, we were in lockdown and I had to take my extensions out myself and my ex-boyfriend um, or boyfriend at the time helped me. And poor guy, I mean, I was crying. I was in bits. I was like, oh, this is horrible. All oh, my hair's coming out because I didn't have a hairdresser to oversee it. Um, and I felt awful then. And so and my hair was in such a bad state that it, I didn't, 
I mean, I felt so crap about myself when all of a sudden I didn't have the long blonde hair that I thought I um, I should have or would only look good if I had long blonde hair. So, so then I get diagnosed with cancer and I say, right, well, I'm not going to lose my hair. What are my options? Um, and there's this thing called the cold cap, which um, you put this hat on, this helmet. I looked like something out of Wacky Racers, um, the catch the pigeon thing. Um, and so you put this cold cap on and it freezes your scalp so that the blood doesn't run to your um, to the skin in your brain and then the hair follicle. It kind of freezes the hair follicles to stop the blood go in there because the blood's carrying the chemo throughout not every chemo drug causes hair loss um somebody really helpfully told me that the chemo that i was having was known as the red devil because of the hair loss um and but i was adamant i wasn't going to lose my hair and i was visualizing and i was um and i was trying trying so hard i was using products to help me with hair loss um, amazing products like really good because I didn't lose all of my hair and the and, and people who have this um, chemo drug that I had um, generally lose their hair within days it's gone and it was but I managed to keep my my hair didn't start losing out until after two cycles of chemo and I was only having four of this big one God, it seems like I was having about a thousand, but I wasn't. It's like four, only four. Um, so when I remember the weekend that I started losing my hair and having my hair done has been such a big part of my life. Um, I love going to the hair salon, sitting down, being pampered for three hours. Sometimes it took four, depending on how blonde I wanted it. Um, and and then coming out and feeling like a you know a brand new person the day before my first chemo i went and had my hair blow dried because i knew that i wouldn't be able to i wasn't allowed to like wash my hair after whatever so i was like i need to feel pretty i need to feel nice i'm gonna go into the chemo the most glamorous person on the ward um that didn't last long um yeah so i remember the weekend my hair first started falling out and it was horrendous and you and this is when I started to realize oh my god for, for my whole life I've placed most of my self-worth in how I look my hair was it was just shedding and it's funny because my mum left the day before it started shedding and I asked her to take a photo of my hair for me just so we could monitor see how it was going and then I think by the end of the weekend I'd probably lost like 20% of my hair um that's an exaggeration but it was I was brushing it and it was just coming out in my hand in, I didn't even need to brush it and I washed it and I was actually going to see my ex-boyfriend for coffee and I remember being sat and I was grieving and I was vulnerable and I was like a, a I was just like a little girl who just needed I just some reassurance and needed love and needed protection and and I was, oh, it was, I think about her now, that girl that I was then, um, and I just want to give her a massive hug because watched, oh, and I was sat in my ex-boyfriend's um, flat and I thought I just, oh, 
I thought, am I ever going to be seen as attractive again? Am I ever going to be loved again? Am I ever going to be the woman who I once was again? Just craving my old life back. I was craving being six months before when me and my boyfriend were still together. And even though that wasn't the right thing, like we we had to we had to do what we did, but it did leave me thinking like, I'm never, go- I'm never going to be loved again. I'm going to be on my own forever. You know, if my hair falls out, who am I? I'm just going to look like the cancer patient. I'm going to, people are going to look at me and question like, oh, what's wrong with her? She looks really ill. And, you know, I honestly never, I didn't feel beautiful at the time, even though you could like not much was falling out. And, you know, I managed to hold on to a lot of my hair. Um, I did really well throughout the four months I had chemo and then and you know I was using cute headscarves I bought myself an Hermes headscarf and a Cartier headscarf and I was gifted a very beautiful one by Dara Ford and I um yeah had these beautiful headscarves got an Aspinall headscarf well they're not even heads not headscarves they're just silk scarves I was like okay I can do really cute things with these and I would tie a knot in them and I would either or use them to cover my whole head you know when I was getting some thin patches on the top and like the sides of my behind my ears had gone completely bald um but it was thinning evenly everywhere else so I could disguise it really well and then it started coming out even more and I did have bald patches so I thought right I'm going to I'm going to buy a wig and I bought this 30 pound wig off Etsy obviously shipped in from China and it was and I felt like a princess again you know it's back to that I need to have long blonde hair otherwise I'm not going to be seen as beautiful um and I loved that wig because I did feel beautiful on the days when I felt like shit and I had to go out and face the public in some way it was really nice to be able to put that wig on and feel okay but that's because I believed I had to look a certain way to feel okay um and I didn't want people staring and I didn't want people thinking oh that girl's got cancer um and I'm and you know I think that's probably because I don't want to be seen as vulnerable and I don't want to be seen as weak and I think a lot of us tie weakness to vulnerability and that's not the case I actually think there is a lot of strength in vulnerability. It takes courage to be vulnerable. But anyway, we don't always feel like that. And so I used this wig to make me feel beautiful. And then I got myself another wig because I thought, well, this one's, I mean, it was was like bits were falling out of it. So I got myself another one that was a bit more realistic and it looked a bit more like my hair pre-chemo, which is this cute little blonde bob. And, and, and really, really nice. And then I was getting to the stage where my hair was so thin that it needed to go. And because I was on the drugs that I was taking put me in like a medicinal menopause type thing. So, um, I mean, put me in, it did. I'm basically going through menopause and I'm 30. Um, <laughs> woe is me. So um, I'd be having hot flushes and and like night sweats and stuff, all the really attractive stuff Um, and really uncomfortable. So I would wake up in the night and I had like probably 30% of my hair left and um, it would be stuck to my face because and stuck to my head and I couldn't even get it in a hair bobble. I couldn't get it in a hair clip. 
and even the headscarves were struggling to disguise it. Um, and you know, I'd put the wig on, but actually it was even more uncomfortable because I had a wig cap on and then this thing to keep my wig in place and then this big, beautiful wig, which I still wear. Um, and it, um, and so I would wear this wig and it's just so uncomfortable, really uncomfortable, sticky, just like, and you know, I felt like Gollum. I used to joke at the beginning and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna look like Gollum. Be careful what you wish for because I really think I ended up looking like Gollum. I didn't, I didn't. My ego thinks I did. Um, and my ego was really scared that I would be perceived as this, as this weak little cancer patient, which is so far from the truth. Um, so far from the truth. Anyway, I decided to chop all my hair off. I thought, I'm not losing my hair to chemo. I'm going to make the decision to cut all my hair off. I want this power. I don't want it to fall out and for me to kind of have just had to say, oh, well, I tried. So I went, I just decided one afternoon I was going to cut all my hair off and I went to the hair salon and God bless him. He made me feel so comfortable about doing it. He kept telling me how brave I was, but I wasn't scared at all. I was like, please just get this off my head. And so we cut it and it was really, really short. And you can see the pictures on my Instagram. Um, and it was just like real ba little baby hair. And I just, it was like, you know, the on Toy Story when they cut all the doll's hair off. Um, that's a bit like what it looked like. But anyway, I, um, I cut all my hair off and I felt so liberated and I felt so empowered that I'd been able to make this decision and and feel amazing about it um, and anyway I left the hair salon and my little short hair and now really had to wear a hat because it was so cold um, my poor head I've been wearing I've had to wear a hat in bed because my head gets so cold but and then I took a photo of myself and this selfie, I thought, okay, it actually doesn't look that bad. Because we had this joke in my family that I should never cut my hair because I have sticky out ears. And um, anyway, my little sticky out ears actually didn't look that bad and I didn't look that bad. And seeing myself having done it, I felt really, really strong. Um, it was really quite amazing actually really quite amazing and then in the days after so I would wear my wig because well actually it kept my head really warm I would wear my wig because it made me feel more feminine and that's one thing I've struggled with having cut my hair off is that I don't feel as feminine as I would like to and maybe that's part of why I would wear have long blonde hair because it to me feels really feminine um, and pretty and you know princessy and so going through chemo and how my how I look and how I've transformed in how I look um, has really made me start to look at beauty how we perceive beauty and why it's so important to us and our worth I don't want to I don't want to wear a wig I don't I don't want to because I actually want to embrace how I look um, and I 
so to, so today I've been to have my hair cut so that I can start to embrace how I look and I can start to rock this cute little pixie cut thing. Um, I don't, is that what it's called? I don't even know. Um, you know, and my hair's so much darker than it was. Like, it's I'm more of a brunette now, that now than I was. I was blonde before, even though it was dyed. But you know, I've got. I've, I'm trying to embrace it because I think. I can go on preaching about how I want, how I think that beauty is a social construct and that we're sold beauty and we are sold beauty and and marketing companies play on our insecurities um, and I mentioned this before, it, it, they play on our insecurities and they will sell us what we are um, ashamed of and scared of and you know like for me I've been sold a wig why couldn't I have just been told that you don't need a wig in fact I was my nurse said she said why do you feel you need to wear a wig and I just said well I feel more feminine I don't feel comfortable I don't want to be stared at and you know I was probably stared at a little bit you know I had a little puffy face and had no hair and you know but that doesn't make me weak it makes me really fucking strong to be fighting this thing that could kill me and 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 that wasn't kind of expressed enough to me I didn't tell myself that enough I kind of told myself oh no you don't want to be seen as weak and that's and that was my ego telling me that it wasn't me it was the fear it was the, it was I'm so scared I will never be loved again and and we all face that we're not all aware of it but we do um so yeah so we're sold we're sold to based on our insecurities and it really upsets me now um I really I want to tell every single woman in the world that she's beautiful just as she is and that we should embrace who we are and if that means wearing makeup, I I have makeup on today. If that means wearing makeup because that makes you like feel strong and enhances your natural beauty, brilliant. But when we're plastering makeup on an inch thick to change how we look, we shouldn't have to do that. And that is and, and we're doing that because that's what we've been sold or we need to look like. Kim Kardashian, I don't know any of the other Kardashians' names. Kylie, that's the one with the makeup uh, brand. Um, you know, we don't need to look like that. We don't need to put makeup on in that way to feel like we look like a different person. I really would I wish schools or would help encourage little girls to say, like, to realize how beautiful they are without changing how they look. I've always tried to change how I looked, always. I've, at school, I'd hike my, I'd hike my skirt up to get attention, I'd dye my hair, I would, um, oh, so, so many things, you know, I've got piercings, I've got tattoos, and a lot of those were to create an identity and an image, not because I thought they enhanced how I looked. Um, well, yes, I did think they enhanced how I looked, and they gave me an identity, but they, like, it's just it's like why I really question why at the minute why why can we not just sit and be happy with who we are 
because none of this outside of us matters. It's what ma it's what's inside that matters. It's how we feel in the moment. We don't have like nothing exists outside of what we're in now. So like the past doesn't exist. The past is a collection of memories and the future doesn't exist because the future is is um it's not happened yet all we have is like right this second and i'm learning this more and more as my journey goes on and it's been accelerated in the last nine not even nine months six months um and we spend most of our time worrying about the past or worrying about the future i've always worried about the future and we and spend a lot of time worrying about how we're perceived and how we're looked when really i think if we could spend more time sat in us our present moment and just loving us for who we are then that what that's so beautiful and that is i really believe that that is how we can have a more fulfilled and happy life is being comfortable with who we are you know i was going to get changed before this and i love clothes and i love fashion i love looking nice i love feeling nice um but i was just going to get changed because i've been trying out this new sports bra because i want to start running again um and i now need extra support so <laughs> so they don't move um so i've been um trying this out and i've just got like a slouchy top on and i thought you know i'll just go and get changed so i'm presentable for youtube um, but why why do i like that doesn't change who i am it doesn't change the message that i want to give and that is that we are okay just as we are um and we and we try and change ourselves i've tried to change myself through self-development for a long long time and i actually don't believe we want to change ourselves we want to step into who we actually are and we are so encouraged to think about who do we want to become? Oh, I want to be that woman. I want to be that woman. Oh, I love, you know, say like take um, Mel Robbins. I love Mel Robbins. I want to be Mel Robbins or Brene Brown. I want to be Brene Brown. She's so wise. No, no. You want to be wise. You want to be beautiful. You want to be funny. You want to be um, spiritual. You want to be more whatever well if you stop and sit in the present moment that is actually who you are like that is you are wise you are spiritual you are beautiful you are funny you are whoever you want to be and 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 we're always trying to chase something that isn't us and i think i really think that would be so much happier i'm talking to myself here as well this isn't i'm i'm not preaching here i'm i'm talking to myself literally because i'm talking to the camera <laughs> but i'm also talking i'm talking to everybody who needs to hear it like the person you want to be you are her you just have to embrace it and i think that sitting with yourself and sitting with yourself and giving yourself love is one huge step towards doing that um and you know try and buy less into the the like try and see the um the people you see in magazines the adverts that you see try and see them for what they are and that is they're trying to sell you stuff and they're trying to sell you beauty and they're trying to sell you something outside of yourself when actually all the beauty that you need is within yourself and yeah these things can like make our lives more fun and i think i dress i like to get dressed up and i like to do it for fun 
um, I'm really gonna make a conscious effort to stop trying to change how I look, especially going forward, because I realise there's only one me, and I fucking love myself. I, I love me, I love who I am, I love who I'm becoming naturally without trying to force anything. Um, I love my short hair, I'm so pleased with how it's been cut. It's going a little bit curly, and I love that. And I love my little sticky out ears, and you know, and I just love life and I think life's really magical and I think we're really magical if we, you know, can stop being outside of ourselves and be within ourselves more. Um, and that's my message for today. So um, we've gone from <laughs> my hair loss journey throughout chemo to actually where it's brought me and that is that, you know, I saw, I, I thought I was losing myself and I thought I was losing my beauty and I thought I was losing how I looked and then actually I looked properly and I realised that the beauty was inside of me, not not outside of me. Um, on that note, I send you so much love and I hope that you have a wonderful day and I hope that you can look in the mirror today and tell yourself how much you love yourself no matter what you look like and you could sprout a third ear on your forehead and you still love yourself because you are beautiful no matter what lots of love <laughs>